It's time. Welcome to Squaring Up the Sharp presented by The Link. My name is Max Carroll and I'm joined by Squaring Up the Sharp co-host Austin Weinrich and this is the inaugural podcast. We are very much looking forward to bringing you all the sports betting analysis and current events that you can handle. If you haven't done so, please check out The Link's website at linksports.com. A lot of people put in a lot of hard work, give a lot of good takes and, and betting analysis and project, uh, predictions uh, for you guys. So make sure to get on that website and check out some of that content. Uh, obviously, NFL regular season MLB playoffs are right around the corner. And I'm, I'm speaking for both of us when I say that we are very excited to be here talking sports with you. Uh, what we're going to do now, do, do a quick bio before we jump into it. And uh, here's Austin Weinrich. Why don't you give him a quick bio about yourself? I'm your co-host, Austin Weinrich. A little background on me. I'm from New York. I graduated from Stony Brook University with an economics degree. I've played football my whole life. I haven't played in college. And I'm here to help you dive into the deep end with the Sharps. I love that. Let's, let's dive into the deep end. As I said, my name is Max Carroll. I am from New York as well. Uh, we actually grew up together here on Long Island. That's where we're recording from. And... Um, a little bit about me. I am finishing up my second bachelor's degree. This one in sports management, and just from what I've what I've seen and, and experienced so far, the sports industry is a very exciting place. So we're we're very excited to be here, as I said. And I do coach football at a local high school uh, varsity team. So uh, analysis and and watching film, breaking down uh, plays and things like that. That's my thing. I love doing that, and it has helped me in my uh my betting ventures so uh those are the bios and i'm ready to just jump right into it as am i i mean with the legalization by the supreme court of sports gambling the sports industry is going to take off and we're looking at a big boom in america it's it was already huge in terms of the amount of money it was bringing in i it's it's hard to fathom how how big it's going to be um so we're excited uh, you know to be part of the link and and uh, really put our voice out there to, to help you guys win some money and like Austin said, dive right into the deep end with the Sharps. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start off with some NFL uh, because it's only a couple days away, that Thursday night game between the Bears and the, and the Packers. Uh, we're gonna jump into that, give you guys some division, division winners, some odds of, of what we're looking at and then kind of just go go through the slate of uh, week one games and, and go over each one uh, briefly to, to give you guys an idea of what we're thinking. So and we'll finish up with some MLB, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone knows football's king. Fo- yeah, football's king. and It's the best time of the year. It's week one. Everyone has the dreams of raising that Lombardi trophy. And we're, we want to help you make some money this season. Yeah, and you, you, as far as baseball goes, you're a Mariners fan, so you've been checked out for a while pretty much, right? Yeah, so, I'm done. Yeah, I think done. they're 21 games below 500. Yeah. Is it that is it that big now? That's yeah. All and right. So so they're so they're they're looking towards next year already. But uh, I kind of wish it was that way for the Mets. I'm I'm a Mets and a and a Giants fan, uh, Islanders. But as far as the Mets, I mean, it's all it's it's back and forth. It's almost like just put me out of my misery already, or make the damn playoffs and you know. I mean, let's, let's have some fun. The New York right. fan base has gotten so desperate that. Their new hashtag is "Let's fucking go Mets." <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. They had to throw that in there just because it's they're like, so tired of you the can't team. T- you can't tell if they're excited or they're tired. You know, it's just let's let's fucking go. So, um, 
Let's start off with some NFL, though. Um, you want to go? We'll do NFC first. We'll go yeah, we'll through, look the, on. Uh, through the NFC teams, and, and we'll tell you what we think. Yeah, we're going to highlight some division winners. We're each going to make our picks for who we think is going to win the division. Maybe look at some season totals, over-unders. Let's start yeah. off there before we go into week one. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look at the... There's, there's a few interesting over-unders. Um, a couple right off, right off the top of my head. Um, in the NFC, obviously being a Giants fan, I know you're a Giants fan too. Their number is, uh, was it six and a half, the Giants? It is actually six. It's six. Last I saw. That's about where I would put them, to be honest. So it, I, It's going to be close. If, I, I mean, the money is, the over is looking at about plus 120. The under is actually, you got to pay a little vig. You're minus 140 if you're betting the under. But if I was leaning, and I'm a pessimistic Giants fan. As am I, as am I. I would say you would bet the over for the Giants. If you were going to make a yeah. bet on the Giants, bet the over. Because be- I, I'm not... I'm not going to, again, I don't want to get too biased, but I'm not going to put money on the Giants to do poorly. In my <laughs> mind, I can think they're going to do poorly, but I'm not going to put money on it um, just as a Giants fan. Any other team? Sure. I mean, just looking at their schedule, you got you get the AFC East. So, you know, obviously they'll be up for the Jets-Giants game. So that could be possibly a win. Then you get to play Miami. So we're looking at maybe two wins right there. The Redskins are a mess. Yeah, they they always play them tough. I know that's the they issue. Play down to them, or the the Redskins play up to the whatever it is at the time. But and then if you look out week one, because no one knows if Ezekiel Elliott's signing. I actually think the Giants can win this game. To be I honest. know, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But like we said, we're pessimistic. But I'm actually. If Elliott's not playing, I actually feel pretty good about the Giants. I, I would bet the over on them. I mean, you get the Cardinals too, so you got a rookie quarterback. The Bills. The Bills. There are some. There are some definitely some winnable games on their schedule. And they 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 could make a run. You know. And they know. travel some of the fewest miles in the NFL, so which they're pretty big, close to home. Which, if you're an analytics guy, is uh, it's a big issue. You know, that's a that's a big talking point. But um, yeah, I mean, let's t- let's touch on the Bears real quick. Yeah, um, I have their over under at nine wins. What do you? What's your I opinion? I think I I would. What, what's the number? Minus. You're paying a little vig both ways. They don't really know. It's pretty close to even odds. Going like okay. minus one ten, minus one oh five for the under. I'm and I'm not just saying this because you know the the link is based in Chicago. I'm not just saying <laughs> this because of the the people that might be listening, but I think the Bears could definitely do what they did last year as far as their win total. I think that they could win another 12 games um, and win the the uh, NFC North. But how do you feel about that? Because nine seems, nine seems low to me for what they did last year and who they have coming back. I know, but you got Green Bay, new head coach. A lot of people are hyped on Green Bay. Their over-under is also nine wins. And you have the Vikings over under a nine wins so Vegas really doesn't know yeah. where it's going out of those three I mean the division odds let's just run through them real quick yeah the the Bears are plus 160 to win the division which that's a waste of money never there's no money to be made Green Bay plus 195 to win the division and Vikings plus 240 they're thinking three teams are probably going to be nine and seven 
So I'd be worried about these teams beating up on each other. The thing that I look at for the Bears in that division is that they have a good balance. They have a really good defense. I think they were number one in turnovers forced last year. They seem like they scored a defensive touchdown every week. It was just, if you had them just in fantasy about. football, they, they blew everybody else out of the water. And it's kind of hard for me to look at Green Bay and say, all right, they're going to have a defense that matches up. Yeah, they might have Aaron Rodgers and the Devontae Adams connection, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, you have, you have Trubisky, who he's progressed year over year, right? The Vikings have Kirk Cousins, who pretty you know a lot about him being a Michigan State guy. Yeah. But <laughs> he's pretty much the same guy every year. He doesn't do enough to win you the a bunch game. of games, but he doesn't do you too – he doesn't do, you know, poorly enough to lose you a bunch of games. He's always in the middle somewhere. So I would, I would take he's my chance. He's probably the new games. Andy Dalton of the NFL. Yeah. The standard I mean, line. I could I could definitely see the Bears winning the and they would be my pick if I was going to put a bet on a uh, on the division winner there I pick the Bears because of their defense and I think that when it comes down to it when you get into November and December when it starts getting cold that's going to be the difference maker in my mind. I mean I would probably lean more Vikings here. Okay. A little bit more money to be made at the plus two forty. And I trust Mike Zimmer. I think he is the best coach in that division by far. Yeah, I mean, I can't can't really argue with that. Nagy is second-year second guy. And to me, that plays a role. The fact that the, the – uh, not the Giants, the Packers have a rookie head coach. I, it's hard for me to put money on a rookie head coach. I mean, and it's amazing how much NFL coaches screw up time management – Timeouts, and if you look at all the sports, NFL head coach is the most important out of all the sports. In Besides college, in the pro level, NFL coaches is, are the most important. Yeah, they can win, lose. They can win you games. They can lose. MLB manager can win and lose <laughs> you games, but they're not. They're literally the, reading they're off not, analytical stats, and they're not. Yeah, I mean nowadays, <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're they're pretty much just there uh, physically, but. They're being told what to do by the front office and things like that, um, which the NFL is kind of trending in that direction as well as far as the analytics go. Yeah, they're talking about putting uh, microchips in the uh, yeah. shoulder pads now yeah. to track yeah. speeds. Yeah. So everything's kind of going in that direction, but um, I would have no problem putting a nice chunk of change on the Bears to win the division because they, in my mind, they're based on all the pieces and the, the pieces they have coming back they added haha ha Clinton Dix in the secondary I I would feel very comfortable putting money on them to win the division so let's uh, let's move on to the let's do the NFC South this is always kind of a division where they beat up on each other a little bit yeah I mean uh, the big issue is Cam Newton's health is obviously going to impact this division hugely yeah I don't um, the latest I heard he was playing week one. Well, Ron Rivera said he's playing week one. Yeah, I don't know if Cam Newton knows he's playing week one. I mean, that's the thing, and too, coming is that... All-season shoulder surgery as well. Yeah, and they might say that as a kind of like a chess move. You know, hey, get, you have, you're going to have to game plan for him because you don't know if he's playing or not. Something like that. But uh, what's the over-under for the Panthers? Eight. So eight? they're projecting eight and eight. Yeah, that's... 
I mean, I'm not with the with the health in question. I would not. Touch I would that. not touch the over at all. Because you never he he might play week one, but what he's been hurt almost every year. So if he if he misses besides this MVP season, I think he's been hurt and he's missed a game just about every year yeah. at least. So if if you bank on him missing three or four games, are they gonna win with a backup QB? Uh, How many NFL teams honestly win with the backup QB yeah. besides the Eagles? Besides who had the Eagles. that mythical yeah. run with Nick Foles? So I mean, the eight seems a little high to me. Um, you know, you can't you can't really bet on injuries occurring, but I think Cam Newton getting hurt at some point in the season is a pretty safe bet. So the eight, you know, I I I take the under on what's the what's the line on that? I. Uh, Obviously, these lines change, but uh, right now it's plus 115, last I saw. For the under? For the under. Okay, so that that just kind of makes the decision for me right there. <laughs> um, yeah, you're paying a VIG for the over at minus 135. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they got McCaffrey and... Who was a stud. Yeah, he's he's an animal. I, I looked up his stats because we did, we did an auction draft the other day, and... If you're in a a PPR even know, a half, half point. point PPR, I think he had 111 catches last year. It was something insane. A, which is he broke triple digit. Yeah, it was. I because I thought Saquon Barkley led the league in catches. It wasn't even close. Say, I mean Saquon Barkley had 90 something, but still. Um, but yeah, for the Panthers, uh, I'm not I'm not feeling them this year, especially with the Falcons and the Saints. So who is your division winner? I got, I got the, uh, I, I have to go with the Saints. I mean, Ooh, I'm actually going to disagree. Gonna go with the Falcons. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yeah. I'm buying the how Falcons hype this year. I don't know. We got, they got rid of uh, Steve Sarkeesian, the yeah, drunkest, the drunk, yeah, the drunkest offensive coordinator who refused to play Julio Most Jones frustrating. in the red zone. Yeah, <laughs> anybody who watched the Falcons at all last year probably has felt that pain. Uh, Especially if you have them in fantasy, because you're you're watching them run five plays inside the ten, and Julio Jones is not on the field for one of them. He's the biggest, strongest wide receiver in the game, and he ended up leading the NFL in receiving touchdowns last year as well, which is he, insane. He, yeah, because think of what he would have done <laughs> if they actually played him. Um, but that's a, that's an interesting call. I it's hard for me to go against the Saints just because their their defense has really improved over the past couple years. And um, what's the is the over under for them both nine? No, the Saints are actually ten wins. Ten. They're one of the few teams that actually had an over under in the double digits. Yeah, and the Falcons is eight and a half division odds. You're getting the Falcons for plus three seventy five, and the Saints are minus one seventy five. Okay, so if you're looking to take a little bit more of a risk um, for a pretty decent payout. I just don't really see the the Falcons, you know, putting up a... I see them putting up a fight, but I don't really see them pulling it out at the end when it comes down to it. Uh, their big issue was their defense last year. They just... They had so they, many injuries. Yeah. Deion was, Jones was out for... Once for, Deion Jones like went out, it was basically any running back could catch the ball over the middle. Oh, yeah. That against was, that. It was insane, the stat. I think it was... They gave up 
double-digit catches yeah. for like four straight weeks yeah. to running backs. And going up against McCaffrey twice a year, I think he, McCaffrey, had, like, he had like 12 or 15 catches both games. Like, yeah. it was just insane. And if that's the defense you want to play where you're going to give up the, the, the check down, you have to have people <laughs> that can come up and tackle. And when you're missing your middle linebacker, that's kind of hard to do because Deion Jones is – he might be stud. one of the fastest <laughs> linebackers in the league, if not the fastest. So – Obviously, health health has been an issue for them, but would I be surprised if they pulled it out? I don't know if I would be like stunned, but you know, it's it's hard to go against Drew Brees and the Saints with Kamara, and yeah, they lost Ingram, but they've got Michael Thomas still, and their defense has been very good. Uh, the last much two improved, years. much improved. So that's going to be an interesting uh that's that's probably their best race, division right? in the nfc yeah and it's always close i mean tampa bay is tampa bay always seems to start off well and then there is a hype lose. train with bruce arians in tampa bay yeah but i mean haven't we seen enough of Jameis winston to know that i think everyone's seen enough of Jameis winston i don't care if bruce arians is quarterback guru of of the century but Jameis winston is kind of just you know Brett Favre on steroids. <laughs> he throws the ball. He throws more interceptions than uh, touchdowns. He didn't. I think he, he was like close to leading the league in interceptions last year, and he only played in like ten games. Like it's just crazy. But um, yeah, I mean you can pretty much write off the Buccaneers, Panthers. I don't like I, them this year. I, I don't. I don't like them. So it's going to be a two horse race there. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, Let's go to the NFC West. The I West? mean, it's the Rams, right? Yeah, it's... and you brought this up before we started recording here, but the Rams over-under is only 9, you said? 10. Oh, it's 10. Okay. It's 10. So that's a little bit more reasonable, but you have two games against the Cardinals, two games against the, the 49ers. 49ers, which... With Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean... Uh, the 49ers I, everything the 49ers I'm reading play the Rams well <laughs> last do. year with two, with the backup quarterback Nick they Mullins actually, right yeah and they they actually played well against them uh, but I mean you have two they are playing a tough schedule uh, let me see if I can bring uh, it up I wouldn't touch there. their over under if anything I would look them at the division odd winners which you're getting minus 180 and I think it's a cakewalk for them to win the division. I don't see anything. The only Seattle the competition is Seattle, and they've made some moves like you like you had mentioned uh, well, a little while ago. But with the Javion Clown. Clowney coming over, and um, no, that was a big move. I yeah, saw. With, yeah, with Russell Wilson, he's gonna win. He's gonna win games. But you have no Doug Baldwin. He retired. Yeah. Uh, so. Their second round pick. The stud wide receiver, the Instagram model. Who's that? What's uh? Uh, what remember his name off the top of your head or? D uh, DK Metcalf. Oh, DK Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll have to check out his Instagram. I didn't know he was an Instagram model. He looks like an Instagram model. He had the what was it, three percent body fat at the combine. That's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, 3% body fat is not it was something essentially necessarily it was... healthy for you to have. But, yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's going to win games. Their offensive line still has question marks. And I think Rams... they led uh, 
the NFL in rushing attempts last year, Seattle. So they they're definitely moving towards more of a running team. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson, he he doesn't throw for a lot of yards, but he I think he had thirty five touchdowns last year. I think he only had like seven interceptions. Se- yeah, thirty five touchdowns, seven interceptions. He threw for like thirty four hundred yards, which in today's NFL is not really. You're looking at some high to, schools you know, that throw for thirty four hundred yeah, yards. Anything now. to raise your eyebrows at. So, um, yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, I would be very surprised if the Rams were not. Um, in, and they do, they play. They play a tough. They schedule. play the AFC North, which looks to be a so tough division. Cincinnati's a win, you know. But they do, they do have some tough games. Dallas. Uh, they play Baltimore. At Chicago, Baltimore. Uh, no, uh, in LA. To that's be the thing, when they come to the East Coast, that's a little thing to be worried about. But I don't even think that they. They play at Pittsburgh, and they play at Atlanta, and at or yeah, and at Cleveland, at Carolina. So they do have some games where they come into the Eastern Time Zone. I mean, uh, they have started to build a fan base in that the LA Coliseum, but it is a joke that probably opposing fans fill up more than LA Rams fans. Yeah, which is tough when you you know they obviously they had a presence there in know, from Louis. whatever was left over yeah. from when they were there the. Were they they were there a long yeah. time ago. But yeah, I mean they don't in my mind they'll run away with it. So yeah. minus one eighty. I would pay. You're not, you're not getting a, a big return for your for your money, but, but it's if a it's an easy safe, win. Yeah, it's a pretty safe bet. Okay. And then let's, let's jump, jump yeah, let's go east. to the AFC. No, we, oh, didn't, we, didn't, oh, we, didn't we never picked our winner. East. East. We yeah, just okay. talked about the Giants. Yeah, we just talked about okay. What do you think here? I hate to say it, but I'm thinking Dallas. You think of Dallas? I'm thinking Dallas. Uh, I honestly don't think Dallas is going to have a winning season this year. Ooh, that's um, a hot take. They, they always have something going on. There's always something. And I think Jason Garrett is a terrible coach. I agree with you there. <laughs> and there's only so much that talent can do. I mean, Dak Prescott. Turning down $30 million. You know what I would do for thirty million dollars a year? Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I'm I'm curious to know, but at the same time, I don't because it's probably something crazy. But the Cowboys they they've always got something going on, and Dak Prescott to me isn't even he's not a quarterback that's going to take you over the top. So I'm betting more on their offensive line that is and their defense. Their defense, yeah, is probably one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, and if if Dak can do what he did his rookie year and just accuracy, just be an average NFL quarterback, just maybe a little bit make, above, make the big completions when when they've got to be made, then you know maybe they can do something. But uh, for me, uh, kind of like you, I hate to say it, but I, I've Philly. kind of gone with the Eagles with yeah. this. Um, they're kind of the what what's their what's their odds to win the division? Plus one sixty, Dallas is plus one thirty five. So they have Dallas as a favorite over yeah. the Eagles. That's surpri- I think they're, surprising to me. I think they're worried about Wentz. Wentz's health. He hasn't played a full season yeah. since his I mean, year. I could see that, and I'm kind of They do curious. not have a backup. They don't have a... Uh, Foles is gone. He went to the Jaguars. It is... Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I, I have to look this I up. I don't know right. if they're going to invest in one on the cut-down day. So they actually have they have Josh McCown on the roster. 
Yeah. So, so they they had to sign him out of retirement. They had yeah. to coach and him then, back. Nate Sudfeld, who's a young young quarterback, but yeah, it's not like you have Nick Foles ready to back you up. So if if he stays healthy, I think they they win the division. Um, yeah, I'm more betting against Wentz not staying healthy. Okay. At least missing two games and. I think the defenses are pretty even yeah Philly's got a nice defense I would say Philly's secondary is definitely weaker they were one of the worst pass defenses in the yeah. NFL yeah last year. I think that's not good that's not 31st. good for uh, the current scope of the, the current landscape in the NFL where yeah they were 30th just overall pass defense okay they were giving up almost 370 yards a game really total a total okay i was like that's <laughs> yeah. pass yards uh, that's that's crazy um, i mean they made eli manning look good that's true that's true uh but yeah i'm going with the eagles on that um if, if when if when stays healthy i think they've got you know they've got elshon elshon jeffrey their defense Who seems to be healthy this year he, yeah, he was a little healthy, hurt he's, last year. You know, people forget that he's how good he's he really a, is. Yeah, he's a very good NFL wide receiver. So, and he's he's a number one guy. So he, you know, they've got the pieces. I think that they'll. It's going to be a good battle. Uh, I, I wish I could say I, the Giants were going to be a part of it. But uh, no, I don't think so. I, as much as I hope. Yeah, I think it. You know, we'll have to do it. We'll eventually we'll have to do an over under of when Daniel Jones is going to. I think they have a line out start. on that. Do they really? Yeah, it's probably like stars? around week nine or something. I, I think it's I think five the, and a half starts or something. Okay, because I think the buy is for the Giants is week eight. I want to say it's a later buy. I think yeah, it's week uh, maybe eleven. It's a little bit later, but um, usually teams wait until the buy to make the change because it gives them a little bit extra time. But uh, if if they're out know, of it, is it, it going to be another Eli Manning situation where the Giants were five and four when he took over for Kurt and ended Warner, up losing yeah. the rest of their games, or if they're five and four? You know, it obviously it depends on what the other teams in the division are doing. Because if the Giants are five and four, and Dallas is six and three, and Philly's five and four, they're probably not going to make a change. I mean, you could argue it either way. You could say, yeah. "Are we better with him?" <laughs> or this preseason, are we actually better than we thought? And it's because of Eli Manning. So let's stick with him for now. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out, especially as Giants fans. Um, but yeah, so you have the Cowboys. I've got the Eagles, so we'll see how we'll see how that turns out. Let's jump over to the AFC now. Where do you want to go? To the East first. Let's stay in the East. Yeah, let's we'll go we'll go top to bottom here. Patriots. Oh yeah. Is there even a question? No, this is probably <laughs> going to be the shortest take on a, on a division. Patriots. Uh, there's there's a little bit of tension. I saw some. To me, it's always like made up controversies. You know, they're saying that. Oh, because Belichick made Brady stand there for the entire game, which is which has been oh, his rule. In shoulder pads. Yeah, which has been his rule, and and they're like he they made him stand there and watch his backup play, and he played well or whatever. And that's just but the culture that's he's the built. Rule, and that's mm-hmm. he's the head coach. He's been, uh, he runs the show there. So, you know, at the end of the day, Tom Brady's still a player. He, he's not a. To, he is the goat. He but. is the goat, but as a coach. You treat everybody the same. That's what you try to do. That's, in my opinion, yeah. in the, the couple of years that I've been coaching. You try to treat everybody the same. You treat everybody fair. And that's that. That's his rule. So I don't like seeing all that crap because 
they try to make something out of nothing and I think that's the reason why because they're trying I, to drum up this there's a competition in the AFC because they're so tired of just having the Patriots penciling the Patriots the yeah I mean I do think there's something there with I don't think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady like each other no but you don't have to yeah. like each other you know that your your goal is to win games and if that's what you do then then you're ahead then then you're good at what you do you don't have to be best friends to do it and then so what do the Jets have on there let's hit on them real quick they are at a 7.5 they're over under that seems a little low to me I think that I think they'll win 8 games I think I, they'll win 8 or 9 games I don't know if they'll make the playoffs but they should compete for the wild card everything's there saying they yeah. should I mean the, the AFC North is kind of has some question marks they should beat up on the Bills in Miami so let's say yeah. they go 3-1 and one and you seal one from the Patriots because let's be honest you never know they, the Patriots once they lock up the division, they kind of slow down on purpose to mess with the analytics. I think they actually the Jets and Patriots play their two games before uh, like, week seven. like it's like within the first seven games. I know, but the Patriots have a chance to go like seven and zero right away. Um, and Belichick does not care about the sixteen and zero, nineteen and zero. He does not care about those historic marks. The um. The Jets improved their defense. They signed C.J. Mosley. Jamal Adams, another year, even though I don't necessarily like him too much. You can't really deny that he's a good, uh, a very good safety, one of the tops in the league. But I don't know. It's just kind of like that Patriots factor <laughs> where you're just... you're Because you're playing them, even if you, even if you are the better team, you're already behind before the game yeah. even starts because you look across the field and it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and you start questioning and yourself already. the Adam Gase, there's a lot of drama with the Jets. So that's something I would be concerned about too. It's the head coach didn't want Le'Veon Bell that's been out in the news media. Yeah. He got the GM fired. <laughs> it's very weird, the they, stuff that has <laughs> happened. And it's almost like when the Giants... Gi you know, the Giants did something that was questionable. Then the Jets come back and ha and they do something. And the it's old like a saying competition is, right now to see who can do the most questionable thing. The old Woody Johnson saying, I don't know if it's true or not. This might be an urban legend, but he wants to rule the back page of the New York Post. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. He just wants to... That's what he cares about. Bad press is still press, they say, yeah. right? So, uh, but yeah, the Jets play the Patriots actually two times in the first six games. Yeah, so, I mean, you want to pull up the Patriots schedule? I think they have an easy shot at, like, 8-0 eight, eight before they have, like, a tough game. Oh, really? Steelers, Dolphins, Jets. So their first game. Bills, Redskins. So if you beat up the Steelers then early. Four games. You know, maybe potentially the Jets take a game. But I think at worst they'll be 4-1 and one through the first five. Yeah. And then Giants, Jets again, Browns. Yeah, they don't play. Ravens, Eagles. That could be... Ravens in Their Baltimore, second half gets a little tougher, but... Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. Then you have the Bengals, the Bills, and the Dolphins to finish it up. So the middle of their schedule might be... Let's say they go 5-1 and one in their division. Do you see... 
Because well, they their over-under is 11.5. That's that's tough. I would not touch it. I don't think I, I'm, yeah, I don't think I would touch I would, it. I'd rather bet them to win their division. I think that's an easier bet to win. So let's say they go 5-1 and one in the division. They beat the Steelers because it's in Foxborough, so I think they win that game. Then they have the Redskins. They win that, right? That's another two wins. Now you're at seven. Giants in Foxborough. That's hazy. It's eight <laughs> wins. Browns in Foxborough. I don't think... I think Bill Belichick's going to confuse Baker Mayfield that game yeah. easily. I'll, I'll take the Patriots. That's nine. Then you have Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys. I can see the Ravens giving them trouble. In Baltimore. Yeah. That's it's a tough place to play. And it's um, a completely different offense compared to anything the Patriots are going to see. You could see 11 wins. I don't see 12. So yeah. I'm. But I, I would say. But then you never know because it's the Patriots. They yeah. could go 15 and one. You don't but, know. <laughs> They're like the one team where you could. You're like, yeah. I, if they go 15 and one, you're not surprised. They're getting know? double digit wins easily this yeah. year. Is it going to be... I don't see anyone else in that division competing. It's hard for me to put money on a team to win 12 games because it doesn't have... Like, there's there's only a few, and the Patriots do have some... You know, you think about yeah. Brady's age, and, you know, they did sign Demarius Thomas. He, he looks legitimate. Caught. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I got I to gotta get up on the times here, but... I don't know if they re-signed him. He looked really good in, his last pre, in the last preseason yeah, game. Yeah, but they cut him. All right, well, that's sorry to hear that because, yeah, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't touch the over-under, but as far as them, it's probably, what, like minus 300 for them to win the division? Uh, I think minus 500. Oh, okay. Well, but I would look at them, them and the Rams to parlay the division, and you're probably getting, you're paying a little bit, but that wouldn't be a yeah, bad if you, bet. Yeah, if you were going to do two... Um. Yeah, they. That's what I would look at. I would, because I can pencil those two in right now as, barring any unforeseen injuries or anything like that, that they're easily gonna take their divisions. So, you can do them separately. You can't parlay futures though. Some. So you can you can the, find the, it. The 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 site the 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 routes that I go they they don't let you but. Um, as far as minus 500, I mean, I'll probably just stay away from that altogether. The only bet that I might throw in there is the Jets for the over, because I do think that they can win eight or nine games and, like you said, mm-hmm. compete for that wild card, because they should be able to. There's no reason they the should. The AFC, to me, is a little bit weaker. Uh, uh, with, I don't know about that. No, I think <laughs> with, because and, Andrew Luck's gone, that was one team that you have to worry about. Uh, if you're c- competing for a set or a, a wild card spot, um, that team was picked to go to the Super Bowl by some people. So, you know, the Colts, I mean, the Steelers have some questions. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson, how good are they going to be? I think that, personally, I, we'll get to it. I think they're going to win the division. But, I mean, these, there's, there's teams that have a lot of question marks. And, what you know, they... They should be able to nine and seven might get you. That's sixth or fifth. Sixth, 
Six or yeah, yeah. six or fifth. Probably round. six. There's going to be a ton of teams that finish around nine and seven, eight and eight, in my opinion. So let's uh, let's move on to you want to do the south? Sure, let's jump to the south. I mean, obviously we got to talk about the Colts. Andrew Luck surprise retirement. Yep. Yep. So, uh, what do you think about that? You, you are you on his? Are you on his side or? I mean, if he doesn't love the game anymore, get out. While you're still intact. Yeah. But. I think. That... I, I think it's this is going to be like a refresher year. That's why the Colts aren't taking any money from him. Yeah. This yep. could be uh, almost. I'm going to sit out a year, and recover, and then see if I can find the love for the game and come back yeah. next year or maybe I, even halfway through the season i agree i think it was smart for them to do that because it's good pr for them and like you said if he comes back that's that's i think that's what they're ba- that's what they're banking on is that he's going to take a year off and then come back and um i mean do i love it personally no because i would love to play the game at that level yeah, it's. But you got. I mean, and, you and how many them, people that just got cut in the past couple of days would love to just make an NFL team? It's almost it, it, one thing that I was thinking about is if he was talking to them about doing that, and they said, "All right, well, you're gonna have. You're not gonna. We're not gonna pay you." Would he have done it? Or. Because, I don't think they would the ever fact, touch the money. Because of the well, no, I'm just mm-hmm. saying that be, the fact that they said you, if you, if that's what you're gonna do, we're not gonna take the money from you. You know, you can have that money. <laughs> that probably made his decision so much easier. Oh yeah, that was a ton <laughs> of money. So it's like, wait, I can go home and take care of myself and my family and get this money. <laughs> that's you know, and he's a smart guy. So when you talk about athletes going out and spending their money, and and most of them are broke after a few years of leaving the sport. I mean, he's a smart guy. He graduated yeah. from Stanford. The, yeah. So I mean, as far as him being financially comfortable, I'm not worried about that. But you know, you just wonder if it if it played a role. The fact that he wasn't going to have to give that money back, and. It does make a big a big dent, or it does make a big difference in the division race. Because now I'm thinking the Texans. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna bank on the Texans, even though they just changed their whole roster. They just traded for. It's kind of weird what they did. Laramie Tunzel, who's a franchise left tackle, him and Kenny Stills. What was the trade? Two first round Two first picks. First rounders and a second. Second and some player. I think some players had to move too. Which. So you got I mean, Laramie Tunzel. He's going to be driving to Houston, like Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> the car's just going to be filled with smoke, him and Kenny Stills. Yeah. You think they, you think they play Jay-Z in the car? If I had to, if I had to guess, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it was kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I had not heard anything about that potentially happening, and then I saw Initially, that. it was the Javion Clowney. The Javion Clowney. I saw Clowney that, but... For Tunzel. That was the rumor. Okay, but well, what did that? Do you know what they got back for Jadavion Clowney? Uh, but Davius Mingo, a third round pick, and a decent, another decent player. They also okay. traded for Carlos Hyde to replace Lamar Miller. 
Yes, I did see that. That's that's a good that's a he, good uh, trade for them because Carlos Hyde's a good running back. And yeah, just, he's he's been effective in his time in the NFL. So um, I think he'll he'll be able to pick up right where Lamar Miller left off. But let's see. I don't see that as much as a downgrade. If anything, just signing a left tackle to protect Deshaun Watson. Yeah, which he's got injury concerns as well, and. I don't, with At that, least they're with, investing. They finally invested some money into. I mean, they might have mortgaged their future now. Yeah, but, but that's, that's kinda, not what we're concerned about. That's how it's going these days. Um, but I think that they they feel, you know, that was after Luck retired. Yeah, that was after they Luck saw, news. They so. saw an opening to to really go after this and and make some noise, and I think that they. It's hard for me to, you know, if it was me and they said two first-rounders in a oh, second. I would hung up the phone. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little much, and it kind of pisses me off as a Giants fan because the Giants only got a first-rounder for OBJ, and... I guess you consider Jabril Prep as a first-rounder. He was drafted in the I first don't. round. I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe David Gettleman does, but I don't anymore, but... Uh, yeah, the Texans for me. What are the what are the odds on them? I'm seeing them at plus one thirty to win the division. Oh, I, yeah, I would take that then. Um, Jacksonville had a down year last year. Now they have Foles, but I don't know. I, I mean, don't... to me, the defense Foles, Foles is gonna isn't going to make the difference for for how awful they were last year. Their their defense Fournette took a huge is step a mental back. case. Yeah, I, he's know, getting I, suspended with Coughlin. That's the thing. Yeah. Coughlin will just suspend players and not care. That was one of the things I loved about <laughs> him when he was the coach here, but uh, for the Giants. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really looking too far past Houston. There's not too much that that would deter me from picking them to win the division. The Titans are going to play some nine-seven games. The Titans are the most boring team to watch in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. They're, I, they're so, I actually like watching them because they they just pound the ball. I love that. I don't know. I'm old school. I like teams that can just hit, just run the football, and it doesn't matter even if it where, goes this against is, this all is the what, analytics. Yeah. No, I know. But yeah. I just passing just is so much more effective. It's something about it, you know. Uh, just being able to hand the ball off and say, "This is our strength. We don't care what your strength is. We're going to do our job and run the ball." We're going to watch at it. Derrick Henry. 13 for 22 yards entering the fourth quarter. And then rip off a 70-yard run <laughs> yeah. and finish with 18 carries for 160 yards or something like and that. And it looks like a great game, and you're like, if you watch it, you're like, he had one good run this yeah. whole game. Yeah. And the score's 13-7. to seven. Yeah. I mean, I, the Titans, I think they're going to be around where they've been the last couple of years. You know, 8-8, 7-9, eight and eight, nine and seven. Seven and nine, maybe 9-7. Yeah. But, but that's another one of those teams that's going to be in the mix, and... It's going to come down to how well they play in the division. You know, same thing for the Jets. The Jets have four games against two of pre- what's predicted to be the, the bottom lower tier teams. And if they win those four games, you know, that puts them in a really good position for potentially making the playoffs. you got to beat your division to make the playoffs. That's I mean, the key. you yeah. got to go at least yeah, you need to go four, four and two. two in your division you need to if go you're four making the two. playoffs. Yeah, so... And the Jets can definitely do that. They can go four and two. They lose to the Patriots twice if they win their other four games, and they're good. So, 
I think that that's definitely a possibility um, for the Titans to be in the mix at least. So we're both in agreement. Yeah, with Houston. And it was plus one thirty-five. You said plus one thirty. Plus one thirty. Yeah, I'll, I would I would put some money on that. Um, are we on to the last division here? No, we got the North AFC North. Want to jump to them real quick? This is an interesting division because I actually wrote a, a an article for the link um, previewing the Browns, and the Browns were a lot of people's favorite team uh, to maybe make a run, but I just don't, I don't see it. I don't I don't see the Browns really doing what everyone's predicting them to do. I mean, Baker Mayfield was a stud last year and we came in week three and turned that whole season around. You got a new coach, Freddie Kitchens. I mean, he was the running backs coach and he jumped all the way up to head coach, which is definitely a surprise for me. Yeah, I'm not really sure what all the hype... I, like, I, get, I get the hype, but again... It's they a, made all the sexy moves. It's a rookie head coach and... It's the Browns. Yeah, you have Baker Mayfield, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I think their defense is dirty. Their defense has potential, but they have a lot of the same guys they had last year, and they were bottom three in the league in yards per game allowed. They they gave up almost 400 yards a game, and the points didn't. The points that they gave up didn't necessarily reflect that. I think they, I think they were giving up like 22 points a game, which for giving up 400 yards, 22 points is not that bad. So it's a little bit of bend but don't break. But I mean, you can't live, you can't live and die by that because they do have, you know, they're going to be playing a tougher schedule. Yeah, their over under is I'm seeing nine. Which uh, I'd probably lean under. Yeah, I'm I'm all for the under on the Browns. I'm for seeing the under is minus one thirty five. The last I saw. Minus one thirty five. So that, the that, the smart it, money seems to be and every, a lot of people are leaning under. And it's been yeah, because it's been growing in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think it started off at like minus maybe one fifteen, and now it's been pushing the needle that way. And I'm just pulling up the Browns' schedule here because I think I had them going maybe one and four. So they have their bye week is week seven. So they have six games. Tennessee, the Jets, the Rams, Ravens, 49ers, Seattle. That's not easy. I could I could definitely see them. You know, Tennessee, they, they're probably going to win that game at home. At the Jets, I think that's, uh, that's going to be a, a close game. I that think. should be a good game. Yeah. The Rams, I think the Rams will win. Baltimore, in Baltimore, they'll win. Seattle. They'll win the Baltimore game. Baltimore? Yeah. I'm leaning Baltimore. Yeah. So if they go two and four in those first six games, knowing how OBJ is. Justina Anderson's going to be sitting down with Odell Beckham. And Little Wayne. <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, you have a, a, a I mean, rising figure in, in Mayfield and OBJ. And then you have a rookie head coach. How is he going to handle all the personalities? It's just the the recipe for if they get off to a bad start, it's not going to go well the rest of the way. Do you agree? Yes, I agree with you. So if they start two and four, I I could just see it going downhill, and it, it'll get ugly quick. 
they're the rest of their I mean they play Arizona obviously they play Cincinnati twice they play Arizona Buffalo you know Denver Miami so there are a lot of winnable games they just need they need to get through the first six and if they don't come out as well as people thought there's going to be a lot of pressure and I don't know that they would handle it that well so are they the favorite to win the division yes plus 120 I would lean Baltimore here plus 300 I agree I like Baltimore I just like Harbaugh he's just he's a he's a good coach it doesn't really matter who you give him he finds a way to win games and I think Baltimore's only had one losing season in his 11 years so he's just been consistent, you know, the pillar of uh, of the organization. So are you? What do you think about Pittsburgh? Um, I mean, it's completely a completely new team. You got Big Ben and Juju left of yeah. that explosive offense, really. James Conner obviously had a pretty good year last year. Had some injuries towards the end of it, slowed down. Yeah. But uh. Definitely improved their defense. A lot of people like the linebacker in the first round that they got from yeah. Michigan. I, I know who you're talking about. Let me, let me find oh, out. Devin Bush, I think. Was that his name? I'm pretty sure it's Devin Bush. And I, think, I think the thing with the with the Steelers, it's... I, I honestly think that their offensive line is going to be their Achilles heel because... Big Ben's only getting older. They have to protect him. They had one of the worst rushing attacks in the league last year. Um, I think they were either third or fourth worst in rushing yards per game. So, Connor had some... He had a lot of touchdowns. He had some big games. But then he got hurt towards the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be... If their offensive line plays well, like you said, I think... Yeah, it is Devin Bush. You were right. Devin Bush, the linebacker. So, um, yeah, I think their defense will be there. Juju Smith-Schuster. Should have. Oh, we'll see Juju as number one now. Yeah. I mean, he was always going against the number two or lining up in the slot. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think I think they'll be okay, but I don't think that they're... I don't think they'll be bad this year. Their over-under is nine. Oh, I, would, I don't think they'll win nine games, to be honest. I like Mike Tomlin as a coach, and I think it's I think it's just too it's too potential. I mean, they're gonna everyone's gonna it's beat a tough up on division. the Bengals. Everyone's yeah. gonna beat up on the Bengals, but I think the Ravens will win the division at nine and seven. So yeah, my my prediction was that the Steelers would win seven. I think they'll go seven and nine. I think it's gonna go seven and nine. Browns eight and eight. Uh, you know, Ravens nine and seven, and the Ravens take the division. Yeah, I'm looking at at best they're doing nine and seven, so you're probably pushing your bet. So it's just there's no point to. Yeah, I think that's nine is the is the ceiling for this team. So in my mind, if if that's the bet that you were gonna make, then and you pushed, you I just mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna bet there. you're not gonna bet to push. <laughs> so. Uh, that's that's my opinion. Yeah. Which but, is bang out this AFC West. I mean, Casey. Right? Yeah, and then we'll get we'll get we'll get into some games. We'll go NFL Week One. Yeah. I mean, it's Casey, right? 
Is there even a question? They just signed well, Sean McCoy. See, with with that, if you were going to say that Derwin James didn't get hurt, I think he's going to be a big loss for, for the, the Chargers. Chargers. I think Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Russell. A, a few weeks ago, I think that there was a, there was a, an argument to be made. Uh, yeah, but now I don't think that you can make that argument with the losses that they've suffered. No, I, I think. Between injuries, holdouts, I think the Chargers, because the Chargers announced today that they are not going to negotiate with Melvin Gordon anymore, so it's take your $5 million. Yeah, and they were looking to trade him as well. I believe I saw that, so that's never a good sign. I mean, they've got Austin Eckler back there. He's a pretty good back, but he's not Melvin Gordon, and Phillip Rivers is a stud. A million years old, you know. I just hate his past delivery it I is don't, i don't know how it works it's very weird it's very weird um i do not understand it chiefs all the way the, yeah the, what's the, what's their odds there uh minus 150 for the division so, that's not that's not even that bad for them for them yeah. to win the division outright yeah i, I would, would that's yeah. the bet i think yeah that's i thought it would be uh more in the minus 200 i mean it might range, it might so jump yeah. more now with that Melvin Gordon information coming out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty easy one. Throw the Chiefs up there, minus 150. Um, it, like you said, it might have changed, but as we're doing this... Yeah, as of right now, I saw, last I saw was minus 150. Yeah, so that's the bet. Let's, let's hop into these week one games. We'll kind of do a little rapid fire here where we're just going to... Go game by game, have the spread. We're going to give our, our takes, and then we have a little segment we're going to do where we, we're each going to pick two games that we like with the spread, and then the final one is going to be a tiebreaker game where uh, we're picking the same game, but we're on opposite sides. So somebody has to lose, and somebody has to win each week. That's how we're going to do it. So... It's going to be a little punishment for the loser each week yeah, we, up we on Twitter. We haven't decided, but we'll. if you have any ideas, make sure to throw those out there, and we'll do our best to accommodate it. But we're definitely going to do some – the loser's got to have something because otherwise it's no fun. So start off with uh, – we got the Bears first, Thursday night. Yeah, opening night. You can smell it in the air. Yep, in Chicago. That's going to be a pretty cool atmosphere. So the Chicago's line right going to be hyped. Yeah. This game. So I, that's one stadium that I would. Soldier Field. I would. I feel like that would be a great stadium to go visit and and go to a football game at because I love those outdoor stadiums, you know, out there in the elements. And uh, so the the line on this one is minus four. Chicago is the favorite. Or no, that was the opening line. Right now. I'm seeing minus three. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was. I'm sorry. That was the open. Minus four was the opening. It's moved to minus three. So, what are you leaning towards in this one? I hate minus three lines. Yeah, it's kind of... It's you want either minus two and a half or, you know... Three and a half. Yeah. That, that field goal. Um, I mean, I would probably lean Chicago here. Actually, no. No, I'm going Green Bay here. What, what made you change your mind right there? I always think NFL offenses start off hotter than NFL defenses. 
Okay, so you're going with I'm going with the offense. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, and Devontae Adams showing up for uh, Thursday night and giving them a run for their money. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm the opposite here. I like Chicago minus three, and like I like the reasons I said earlier, their defense and I think their offense with Nagy, even though they don't have a bunch of studs on the offense, Nagy is creative and he can kind of do. A little, he can do a lot with not that much. He's creative in that way. So I mean, we're looking at Trey Burton might not play in this game. Yeah, he's not like a make or break for me. But you know, you do you did see the line go down a little bit for um, Chicago as far as how much they were favored. So I don't know. I like Chicago here at home Thursday night. I. It's hard for it's hard to pick against Rodgers. I know, but I I hate Aaron Rodgers. I think as I think well. Chicago they've got it they've got it all, you know. It's lined cons- up. It's for consistent them. across the board for them. They've got a, a good offense that can run the football. They Mitch Trubisky can pass. He can run uh, the defense. I just think they've got it all laid out for them, and they like you said, and they just I could see them, you know. Winning by a touchdown, maybe. Um, but let's move on to uh, the Sunday slate here. So first one up that I have here is Atlanta, Minnesota. Minnesota's favorite minus three and a half. No, nah, I'm saying minus four. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep I keep looking at the wrong thing here. Minus. I'm looking at the opening lines. Okay, so it's minus four. Minnesota's the favorite. So this one's kind of tough. At Minnesota. You have Minnesota minus four? Yes. This one's tough, man. Minus four? I don't know. I think that... I think I'm with you on Minnesota. That that, stadi- that stadium is... Uh, oh, the... It, it gets pretty wild. The skull clap? Yeah, it gets pretty wild in there. I love it, too. Um... And with the new OC for Atlanta, I mean... Do they get off to a slow start? Yeah. Which I could definitely see that happening. You don't really know. I mean, Minnesota, you kind of know what you're getting out of them. And you know that Cousins is going to be consistent. I think there's too many question marks for Atlanta right now. Um, They don't have Tevin Coleman anymore. So it's going to be the Devontae Freeman show. And... And they gave him a lot of money, yeah. so, so I'd, they're hoping that he could be the workhorse. And obviously Matt Ryan can still sling it around. They're going to, th- you know, Julio Jones. But Minnesota's got one of the better secondaries. Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes, Harrison Smith. I mean, they're pretty stacked back there. So I think I'm with you, minus four. Yeah, I'm going to lean I wish Minnesota. It was, you know, you can wish all you want. I wish it was minus three. But, yeah, minus four, I'll... I'll I'll take that. Minus 110 for that. Yeah, laying the points on Minnesota. Yeah. Ram, Rams Carolina in Carolina. Uh, minus two and a half for the Rams. No, three. Uh, all right. I'm just going to have you read it because yeah. I keep reading the wrong thing. Okay. So minus three. Yes. I think this is Rams. How can – I mean, I know they're coming from the West Coast. To the East Coast. To an do. early game. Early game. That's tough. But – I just the Rams are, in my opinion, they're so much better than the Panthers, and Newton's questionable. First quarter he gets hit, 
Yeah, who knows? Is he gonna? Are they gonna risk him in week one? Yeah, you know, forcing him to play. I think I know he's a tough guy. He likes to play through a lot of injuries. Yeah, and I think that's why you've seen the line move up a little bit. Because normally, I mean, what do they say? If you're, if the line is minus three, they're essentially mm-hmm. saying that on a neutral, neutral field, field, it's even. It's even. If yeah, if if you're on a neutral field, then. Yeah, but if you're the home team yeah. and you're minus three and it's a neutral field, then you would be even. But this is the away team getting minus three. and I just think the Rams are too stacked. I mean, this is your last year's Super Bowl team. Yeah. Pretty much returning. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, they lost, Sue. they lost Sue on defense, but... Aaron Donald is going to destroy Yeah, that offensive line. He's, he's a freaking beast, that guy. Um, it's so it's it's so cool to watch him play. To be honest, he's just, and he's not even like the biggest. He doesn't look that guy. imposing. He's just, uh, he just built like a monster. Yeah, he's a freaking brick house. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going with the Rams minus three. I like them to win by a t- by a touchdown. I think that they'll. Yeah. Um, I think that once they get rolling, Carolina's gonna have trouble keeping up. To be honest. Um, and they have all the Cooper Cups back healthy. You know, Jared Goff, another year under his belt. Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, even though there's some question marks about him. But yeah, they're, they're going to watch his workload this year. That seems to be the consensus out there. That shouldn't really be an issue for week one. No. Nah. I mean, as you get later in the year and you want to spell him a little bit more than that. I just see any time. It's basically going to be any time they're up by probably two touchdowns. You're going to yeah. see limited Todd Gurley. Yeah, which... Which I'd be worried about in fantasy, daily fantasy, all that stuff. But not here, though, because that's, you know, minus three on the road against Carolina with Cam Newton as a question mark. The I'll time take, zone thing, that. that's the only thing that worries me a little bit, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so uh, next game up is Tennessee-Cleveland. I have Cleveland at minus six. And what do you Cleveland's think? on the road, right? Or No, Cleveland is home. Cleveland's home. The dog pound is going to be going nutty in this game. Okay, minus six, though. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's not really built to play... I feel like they're not really mm-hmm. built to play against this type of team, where they've got the firepower to put up some points in a hurry. And if they have to come back and start throwing the ball, that's going to be uncomfortable for them. So you're leaning... Minus no. six? Or? I'm leaning Tennessee with plus six. Tennessee plus six, okay. I feel like you're going to see you're gonna see this line jump. If I had to guess, you're going to see this line jump to minus eight. Really? I think money is going to flow in. Public money is going to flow in Cleveland. Cleveland's the it team. Yeah. You see this with Dallas. A lot of these big-name teams... The line's going to jump Sunday morning around 11 a.m. You think it'll go up a, a point yeah. or two? Um, and it's going to get to seven, at least. So so you're not going to take the line for what it is. You're going to wait. Yeah, I'm going to wait to get that extra point okay. for Tennessee. So, But I'm leaning Tennessee because they're going to make this game so boring. And it's going to be so close. And Mike Vrabel is a very good defensive coach. Yeah, he is. 
I would say one of the better defensive coaches. He never in has. NFL. He he doesn't have the top. I mean, their safety bird is yes. the best safety in the Byard, NFL. Kevin Byard. I'm sorry. He's he's an animal back there. But other than that, there's not too many household names on that defense. But they always just grind it out. Like you said, they play boring football. They run the ball, wear you down, wear you down, and you know with the defense for the Browns that. What I would trouble. be worried about is Taylor Leguan's going to miss four, the first four games of the season for okay. Tennessee. Okay, PED so suspension. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal then. Yeah. That's, he's a left tackle, so. Um, but the they could sign Jack Conklin over there, who's a very good tackle. The, the line at what it is, minus six, I think that's fair. And I think I'd lean towards Cleveland in this one. Uh, at minus six, if it went any higher, like you're saying, if it does go to you know um, minus seven and a half or something like that, I don't think Cleveland will win this game by more than a touchdown. So, you know, minus six is the is the point where I would say, all right, I'm still comfortable, you know, taking Cleveland to cover, but I'm kind of iffy about it. So, to be honest, I'll probably stay away from this game. Yeah. Until I know what I have a better idea of what Cleveland's going to be um, as the season goes on but then we have KC Jacksonville minus four minus four yep KC KC. I mean I'm picking KC yeah I think anytime getting KC less than a touchdown yeah I think you kind of have to right after the struggles that Jacksonville had last year is there anything that makes you think that they're going to be any better I I mean KC just signed LaShawn McCoy Yep, yep. And an Andy Reid offense. And they're very familiar with each yeah. other. So you th- you would think mm-hmm. that if anyone is going to know how to use him to his fullest extent, that it would be him. So minus four, I'm with you. KC all the way. It's minus 115, too, so that's kind of what the consensus is as of now. Um, it did go down, though, which is kind of surprising. It was minus four and a half, and then it went down to minus four. So we'll, have to, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Baltimore, Miami, minus three and a half. Or no, minus uh, seven. Yep, minus seven. I'm, I'm actually going to be writing an article. I'm going to stop calling it out. So that's on you now. Yeah, I'm going to be writing an article for Link Sports on this game and previewing it. Uh, but right now, I mean, you have to go Baltimore. Miami traded away their left tackle. And there were rumors swirling on Twitter that there would be a revolt if they traded Laramie Tunzel in the locker room. Is that what they said? Yeah. Well, because that's not Because apparently good. he's been nothing but uh, perfect for them, even though he had that draft day issue with the gas mask smoking pot that his stepfather yeah. released. Yeah. It's interesting that his stepdad would do yeah. that. Yeah. You know? To try to hurt his draft stock, but yeah. everything I've heard has been a model... NFL player, no issues, anything like that. So you like Baltimore minus seven? Yes. Okay. Um, That's what I would lean to as well. I think Miami is going to be maybe a two or three win team. And with Fitzpatrick, who's a turnover machine. Fitzmagic. I don't see any magic. Fitzmagic, yeah. Against a Baltimore defense that just every year is just one of the best in the league and they did lose Eric Weddle but they replaced him with Earl Thomas 
Who's and they did lose CJ Mosley, but um, you know, I wrote I wrote a uh, season preview for the for the Baltimore. If you want to go check it out on on Link Sports, you can. Uh, I talked about them losing CJ Mosley and and the replacements that they have. They've been with the team for a couple years now, so they know the system. I am in your corner on this. Minus seven, Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson should run the ball over on this on this uh, Miami defense. So well, they also trade Kiko Alonso. Yeah, they're just kind of they're loading up on draft picks. They're not expecting they're looking to towards win. 2020 already. Yeah, and this that's is a fun. free year so, for Brian Flores. Yeah, it's also his first NFL head coaching job. He's a new hire. As so well. it's, it's going to be a tough year for him. Yeah. So um, it's a free pass. Yeah. All right, Buffalo, New York Jets. What's the line on that? I have Jets minus three. Jets minus three. I'm. I'll take that. I'm leaning Jets. Yeah, I'll take the Jets. If the Jets are to be considered a legitimate team, they have to beat up Buffalo. At yes. home. At home. I mean, Buffalo's got some exciting pieces. Josh Allen. I mean, he can throw the ball a mile. He runs a lot too. Surprisingly, and he does run. He's he's. He was one of the better the, quarterbacks between week twelve through sixteen of the NFL season last year. Yeah, he's a good uh, RPO quarterback because he can actually run. And uh, with the Jets' defense, though, I think that Quentin Williams. Yeah, I think that they're going to be up for the task, though, because the skill players for Buffalo are lacking. You know, they just they cut McCoy. Yeah, just right. So, or no, they no, they cut him. They cut him. So, (laughs) I mean, sent him right out the door. So they're paying him not to play for them. Yeah, and I think they're kind of in the same boat as Miami, where they're. not necessarily the same boat with the draft picks and things like that, but they're getting rid of some salary and cutting some dead weight where they can have some some good money to spend in the off season coming up. But all right, let's keep chugging along here. Uh, Philly, Washington, minus nine and a half, minus ten. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay. seeing anywhere from minus nine to minus ten for Philly. That's that's a big spread. That's the, the biggest spread on the slate, I believe. Minus. Yep. No, nah, I'm sitting. Uh, mm-hmm. Cincy, Seattle later on. It's about it's the close. it's yeah. about the same. So, um, what do you think? I mean, I'm still taking Philly. Yeah. Minus ten, minus nine at home. I just don't see Washington doing anything. They cut Josh Doxson. That was the first Freedom round. Freedom starting right. They're not starting yeah. Haskins. No, it's Case Keenum. Trent Williamson is not even showing up because he believes he was misdiagnosed by the training staff. Oh, yeah. he's He said that he's yeah. never going to play for them. Yeah. So. so, internally, I think there's way too many issues in Washington. Jay Gruden's on the hot seat. Yeah. I don't think he's making it through this year. I think, um, I think it's leaning towards Philly right now. Even if it's minus 10, obviously you'd like to get that <laughs> minus 9. If you can, I'm seeing it. Some of these are, are showing minus nine on here, um, depending on depending on where you place your bets. But if you can get minus nine, I take that. Yeah, I take that. I would bet that game early. Yeah, um, yeah, because like as you mm-hmm. said, I think as as we get mm-hmm. closer to Sunday, that, it's only going to get mm-hmm. worse for the Reds. There's nothing that's going to mm-hmm. close that gap uh, for the spread in the Redskins' favor. No. So. No good news coming out of Washington. Yeah, so we're both in agreement, Philly, uh, to cover the spread there. So now we're on the 
four o'clock slate. Yep. Indy versus the Chargers. This line has jumped to minus seven with the Andrew Luck retirement. I'll take the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. Uh, give me Indy to cover. You think so? Yeah. What's your reason for that? You think I, I think Jacoby Brissett's just better than people. I think he's an above average quarterback. I mean, they still have weapons. The thing that does concern me is it is outdoors. I think the Colts are a better indoor well, team. Well, that's if it was if it was in Indianapolis, then I would feel differently. But I think that. But the Charger. It's not like it's a Chargers home stadium. They're playing. No, that's the that's true. That's true. I just I kind of like the. I mean, you're getting you're getting some plus money on some of these, uh, some of these spreads for the Chargers, and I know that Melvin Gordon is is kind of up in the air right now. He's not playing this week. But Eckler's a serviceable backup. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry's healthy. You know, I think that. I think Indy's defense is better than you're giving credit for. No, I, I, I think that they've got a good good squad. I just, you know, the whole shock of... I think it's going to be a rallying point. Well, I think it, I, it could go either way, but I'm leaning more towards that they're going to struggle. And, you know, that's, that's just my opinion, but... I think it's going to be a rallying point for them, and they're going to come out week one hot, and then towards its next couple weeks, it's going to... There's going to be some indie hype. You're going to start seeing those articles saying, oh, say we didn't need Andrew Luck, and then yeah. it's going to... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's going to yeah. turn real no, quick. It'll, it'll happen, but I... If if anyone says that with any... Uh, it's not like he was you know, a backup all of a sudden thrown into week one. He's been practicing with the ones... No, but they're... All preseason. They went from... Uh, you know, it was a two-game <laughs> difference in their over-under after he retired. Yeah. So they're putting a lot of stock... They were putting a lot of stock in what Andrew Luck brought to the table, which everybody knows what he can bring to the table. But um, I think that Derwin James injury is going to be huge. Yeah, no, maybe I, I it could be. I agree. A backdoor cover, but I think Indy is going to cover. I agree. Late. I, I don't I, think they win the game. No. But I no, do I, think they cover. I think the char. I think the Chargers can cover. I, would I be surprised? No. If it was a like a 2017 type game, I wouldn't be surprised. But. Are you worried I don't have about, faith in Indianapolis right now. Do you believe in curses? Because I think the Chargers are one of the most cursed NFL kicking teams. I, they've, <laughs> they've had an interesting Phillip Rivers tenure. I'll say that. They've, they've had some real, um, you know, what's the word for it? They've had some real duds <laughs> thrown out there. Um, but why, why do you say that about the kicking? They just... Every it seems like every year, I think it was two years ago they had the South Korean kicker who oh, missed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Two straight weeks cost him games. Yep. It it always seems to be an issue for some reason. Well, that's hey, that's the third <laughs> facet of the game, right? Special teams. Um, if you don't win special teams, it's hard to win. So, uh, minus seven though. I mean, I'll pr- I'd probably stay away from it. But if you put a gun to my head and said you have to put money on this game. I'd probably pick the Chargers minus seven. Um, so Seattle, Cincinnati, what do you got for that? I'm seeing minus nine and a half, minus nine, probably get to ten. I'm gonna say. Well, it jumped up two points from where it opened. It was seven and a half. I mean, I think this one's quick. Seattle, 
You think they'll? Yeah. Cincinnati doesn't. Uh, AJ Green's out. Um, Tyler Boyd. That's it. Yeah, their defense is like a sieve, and uh, who do Besides they have? Joe Gino. Mixon and Andy Dalton. I mean, that's not going to really do much for you. In Seattle, of all places. Yeah. I mean, I have questions about Seattle too, but Cincinnati is kind of like Miami. They're going to be a three-win, <laughs> four-win team potentially. And going on the road, yeah, I'm, I would be comfortable taking Seattle to win by 10 or more. Um, Detroit, Arizona, this is a battle of two bottom feeders. Not a good pr- team. Prediction-wise, um, you never know, obviously. Yeah, I'm seeing minus out, two, minus two and a half for Detroit. I'm not going to touch this game. No. That's a key, folks. Yeah. Stay away from two bad teams playing yeah, each other. Just, you you cannot predict what's going to happen. Even if you're, uh, <laughs> even if you like, sometimes as a, as a mm-hmm. Giants fan, last year I'm like, you know what? I'm watching the game. That's like the worst thing that you can do is to say, you know, oh, this is a game that I can watch. So let me make it interesting by putting money on it. When that's not the reason why you should be putting money on a game, and. Um, this is not, I'm, like I said, I'm not touching it. No, I mean, if I had to pick, I'm going Detroit. I, I don't even know. I, I, would, I would lean towards Arizona because I don't <laughs> think that teams are going to know how to game plan for Kyler Murray right off the bat until they see him in, in a live game. And Matt Patricia is, I think I, I'll pick against him all the time <laughs> because I think he. I agree with you. He's, he's an awful coach. Horrible coach. Plus two and a half. But I mean, I, I, I believe. You really that. think Kyle Cliffsbury is a good um, head coach? I mean, he didn't even have a winning record in college. No, I just think that. I'm just looking at it as, all right, who who do you have on each side? Mm-hmm. Arizona, you have Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, defense. They have some, some Patrick decent, Peterson isn't playing. No, but they, they, they they've got seven. a decent front seven that can play. And I look at Detroit, and who? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> C.J. Jones T- and and no, Kenny Galladay. No. I mean, uh, what's the yeah, receiver's name? Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about, but I mean Kenny Galladay and you're talking about Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. I mean, if. Like I said, I'm staying away from it, but if I was touching this game, I'd probably just pick Arizona straight up. I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna touch the spread. It's in Arizona. So if it's a game like this, I'll I'll take the home team over you know, if it's two crappy teams, give me the home team, I guess. I don't know. Dallas, New York Giants. What do you got for this? I'm seeing plus seven for the Giants, so Giants are getting seven points here. What are you leaning towards? Because I'm going... I, I'm a pessimistic Giants fan, but I would take the Giants to cover in this game. They play well in Dallas for the most part against this team. Eli does play well in Dallas. And when you talk about not having Elliott, I mean, maybe you could put any running mm-hmm. back back there and they would do mm-hmm. well because that offensive line, but... I mean, they have said on Twitter that they're making progress and... Signs are looking good that he signs real soon, but yeah. if he plays, how in shape is he? I know everyone says he's been working out. He looks great. He worked out with Marshall Falk supposedly. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, but you know, NFL game shape's different than 
however great shape because everyone's in shape in the NFL and yet people come in well that's why they say are you in mm-hmm. game shape yeah. is he in game shape because like you said everybody's mm-hmm. everybody's in shape but um, so you're leaning Dallas no I'll uh, agree with you on the Giants because I could see the Giants getting an extra point late then. yeah I because I mean, it's the 4.30 game this is the prime time game for the yeah, this is America's window. Game of the Week um, coming up. And I, I'm going to have an article out on uh, Link Sports about this game. So make sure to keep an eye out for that. But just a little preview to, to what I'm going to be leaning towards. It's going to be Giants plus seven. Like you said, Eli plays well. Um, you have Barkley. Dallas defense. They've, they've got a good defense. I think this is going to be one of those games that's, you know, 19-13 or... You know, some twenty-one seventeen. I could, I could see it's going to be a low-scoring type game, and that might be wishful thinking because mm-hmm. the Giants' defense is a mess. But I mean, that is the big concern: is how bad the Giants' defense yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's going to be the de- the deciding factor in this one because I think it's going to be pretty even across the board, for the most part. Um, San Francisco, Tampa Bay. I'm seeing even odds to minus one Tampa Bay. So another, it's a pick'em game, basically. Yeah. Which, in a pick'em game, I mean, that to me says that the road team is a little bit better, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, normally if it is if they're two even teams, the home team's going to get minus three. So, what do you what are you thinking about this? You you hopping on that Garoppolo train or? I don't think there is a Garoppolo train, but <laughs> I well, from last year, it's carrying over. It's still. Maybe it hasn't left the station, but it's still sitting there. I would leave. Uh, I would lean San Fran. I mean, I would stay away from this game. Yeah. But since we're picking every game, let's say San Fran, just because Garoppolo should be excited to, you know, knock out the haters, everyone who's bashing him on Twitter. Yeah. And especially, I think it was five straight plays with an interception in practice. Oh, was it really? It's something. That's crazy good. some story came out like that and practice in the NFL is pre-scripted every play yeah that's <laughs> the true. offense knows yeah <laughs> um I mean I'm looking and Jameis Winston's a turnover machine yeah well that's the thing is is San Francisco's defense gonna be good enough <laughs> to because Jameis Winston's Winston gonna give you opportunities he's gonna they're, they're gonna throw the ball a million times that's just what they do. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards Tampa Bay. Even odds. I'll take the home team. I think that San Francisco, even though it's a 425 game coming all the way across the United States, I don't think they're – it's not like mm-hmm. you're, it's not like the Rams doing it. Where no. The Rams are a good team. You don't really know what the 49ers are. So the fact that they're coming all the way across the East Coast. Yeah, but um, it's still 1 o'clock. Yeah, no, that's that's West Coast that's time, true. so it's still a normal – NFL time. Yeah, I just, uh, for Tampa Bay, I think that they'll be able to do enough to to eke out a win here. If I had to choose. I'm not, again, this is another one of those games I'm not touching because I, I don't like it. But if I had to choose, I'd go Tampa Bay even odds to win. Um, and then we got the a The Sunday games. night game, it's uh, Pittsburgh, New England. At New England, I'm seeing New England minus six. I'm taking New England. Yeah, I think you have to take. That seems to be the less popular of the two, 
based on what I'm looking at right now. Um, looks like minus, if you take the Patriots to cover, you're looking at like minus 105. Yeah, minus 105 to maybe 110. Yeah. Minus 110. So it's kind of trending in Pittsburgh's direction a little bit, but, you know, it's the Patriots in Foxborough. Sunday night, night game to yeah. start the start the year. A lot of a lot of issues for for Pittsburgh. Not not a lot of issues, but it's just a new team. You know how are they going to do? And it's not a going up against the Patriots is not where you want to find out. I yeah. In I Foxborough, let alone you know all, everything else. But I say minus six, so I agree. That's kind of a, an easy one for me. Um, so Monday night games, we've got two of them. Houston at Indiana or uh, New Orleans, I'm sorry. Houston, Houston at, at New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yep. I'm seeing minus seven for New Orleans. So all of those trades Houston made and they moved the line point five. In their favor, yep. yeah. So they they dropped it to uh, from plus seven and a half to plus seven. You um, would figure Laramie Tunnel is at least worth a point. A franchise left tackle? Yeah, I mean they added uh, him and, and Kenny Stills, a little bit of offensive firepower. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, yeah. I mean, they got rid of Clowney. I think, but I think it's... You got J.J. Watts healthy. It's in, it's in New Orleans. The stadium rocks. If the Saints get rolling in their home stadium, it's going to be a long day for the Texans. And the Saints defense... Is sir is is definitely it's better than serviceable. They're they're one of the top defenses in the league, I believe. So this is a tough one. This is a tough game. This is another game I'll be previewing at Link Sports, and right now I'm undecided. I I'm gonna lean Houston early. We'll see where this line moves to because it's a Monday night game, so this line's gonna jump around one way or the other, and. I don't know which way it's going to move, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably wait. Um, if I had to choose right now, I think I'd choose New Orleans to cover. Uh, minus seven, I mean, when the Saints are at home, I don't know what the numbers are for... It's a completely know, different team. They're yeah, such a better team at home. Yeah, so uh, minus seven to me at home is really not that that big of a an ask for, for the Saints to win by, so... I'm kind of leaning them right now, but I'm I'm interested to see what what you end up coming up with. I'm gonna have when, to deep dive into the article. numbers. Yeah. Um. So so more to come on that, but Oakland and Denver is the last one here. These are um, two bad teams. Yeah. In <laughs> in Oakland. Even I'm seeing even odds everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. It started at minus three, it says, and now it's even. That's probably from watching Hard Knocks. Knock on wood, if you yeah. hear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this is one of those games where I I don't really give me I, I'm not gonna mess around with it. You but, taking Denver? Uh, after watching Hard Knocks, uh, I don't see anything good coming out of Oakland. Yeah, I mean, Denver's got the defense. It's aging, <laughs> but they can still they can still play defense. And Flacco, say what you will about him, he gives you a little bit of consistency at least. Uh, at quarterback, I, I believe anyway. I mean, better than it has been in years past. So, you know, you have Philip Lindsay, Emmanuel Sanders still. I think that they'll be able to do enough to win this game outright. Um, and at even odds. Yeah, I mean, basically just it's a pick em game. So yeah. I, I would lean towards you with Denver. So that rounds it out. 
Um, so what games you want to yeah, highlight? Yeah, let's do a for? quick. Let's do a quick pick them. Um, you want it, You go first. You pick one. I'll pick one. We'll go back and forth, and then the last one we'll uh, we'll pick one that we disagree on as a tiebreaker, just so we make sure that somebody's doing some sort of punishment at the end. So what do you got? I mean, the game I would bet this week is Casey Jacksonville. I would I would blow my load and spend <laughs> my money on Casey. You're, you're looking at minus four to minus three and a half for a team that a lot of people are picking for the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're giving a lot of respect to Jacksonville because I yeah, now they have Foles, right? So that, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but... I don't know what you've seen from Foles in the regular season that says they're going to compete in this game. Yeah. This should be a KC blowout. All right, so you're going with KC with the spread. You said minus four as of right now? Yeah. All right. I'm going to do – I'm going to take the Jets, Buffalo. Jets minus three. I'm sure our our Jet fan friends mm-hmm. will appreciate that, giving a little respect to the Jets. But uh, I think that that's – that to me is a lock. Minus three. It's a, it is a division game, but – the minus three tells me that you're basically thinking that they're that they're two evenly matched teams, and the Jets with Darnold in their home stadium with the defense they have, I I could see them you know holding the Bills to less than ten points to be honest. So um, give me the Jets minus three over the Bills, lock it in. Okay, and then what do you want to pick for our last game? Well, we're doing two each. Oh, so two what's each. Your, yeah, what's your second one? Uh, we got two. We got two individuals, and then one head to head, because we're picking the same game for the last one. I'm gonna take Seattle laying nine and a half against. So you're going Cincy. You're going all out here, minus nine and a half. One of the bigger spreads on the slate. So I just don't see anything from Cincy that says I'm here to compete in the NFL yeah. this year. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I got you. Um, they have a new head coach as well, <laughs> first-year head coach. Yeah, no, that's true. That's um, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna appeal to the Chicago base here. I'm going with that Thursday <laughs> night game. I'm gonna get out to a 1-0 lead on you real <laughs> quick. Chicago minus three is uh, is gonna be my pick. That defense and their improved offense against a rookie head coach. <laughs> even though it's Aaron Rodgers, I'll. Uh, I'll take the Bears at home, minus three. So this last one, we'll pick pick one. Disagree on the tiebreaker game. Will be Tennessee Cleveland. We can do that. I like that one. Uh, Tennessee Cleveland for what it is right now. Yes. Which is? I'm seeing plus six Tennessee. Okay, so you're taking Tennessee plus six. I'm taking Cleveland minus six, and that's uh, that's our tiebreaker (laughs) game. So just to give you a, a quick rundown of how we're going to do this, we're, we're giving you our picks. So our competition is going to be given to you guys. We are going to have a separate thing on the site where you're going to – On Link Sports where you're going to be able to look at the other contributors' picks. And it's going to be a season-long thing. Um, we're just talking about our picks right now, but you will be able to see – the standings and we'll we'll let you guys know what it is as the season goes on based on who's involved so 
obviously, like we said, we're going to be looking for some punishments and, and things that people are going to have to do if they're the, the low man on the totem pole. So we're going to have some fun with that. Um, but the last thing that I wanted to do before we head out, just to switch gears for a second, I just want your two wild card teams for Major League Baseball in the AL and the NL. I just want to spend a couple minutes on that. And um, if you if you hadn't seen the article as a Mets fan, that that uh, Trent, he's the founder of Link Sports, that he wrote. Um, it was pretty polarizing. As a Mets fan, I understand where he's coming from. I like to think that the Mets are going to make the playoffs, but you know, after he wrote that article, the Mets went out and won <laughs> and lost five straight. So, um, well, kinda... right now you got Tampa Bay's leading the wild card. Tampa Bay and Cleveland are locking in the wild card right now, with Tampa Bay a game ahead, and then you got Oakland's competing. Boston's competing, and that's really it in the AL. Yeah, it's just those three top teams that you mentioned. Um, Cleveland, Athletics, and Tampa Bay. So out of those three... Uh, Boston's right there. Boston's only five games back. Okay, so include them in the mix. Out of those four, who are your two to make the playoffs right now as the wildcard teams? I'm going to say somehow Oakland makes it. I'm going to go Cleveland-Oakland. I was kind of leaning towards that too. Tampa Bay is Probably. Tampa Bay and Oakland are, are weird teams mm-hmm. to me because you don't look at them as they have these, you know, Oakland a little bit more because they've got Matt Chapman and Marcus mm-hmm. Semien's having a great year. Um, but their pitching staff, like every year, uh, their pitching staff is one of the best in baseball, and I can't even really name three of their starters. <laughs> you know, so I'm I'm not. They're just they're just like a, a well, and they're playing a lot better as of late. Um, I do think that's a nightmare scenario for the MLB, though. That could be the worst ratings of a wild card elimination game. Oakland, KC. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Oakland. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Oakland's not really <laughs> uh, a big a big draw, and that's putting it lightly. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I could see. I'm I'm gonna go with. Um, Tampa Bay, Cleveland. I think. So you're gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Stick where it is now. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Oakland's what? They're are they game back, or are they t- are they actually tied? They're half a game back. So half a game back. Okay. They're down a game on Cleveland. Yeah, cause I don't see Tampa, Tampa Bay. Um, ta- look at Tampa Bay's 81 and 58. Can you name five starters on Tampa Bay? Because I don't think I can. Tommy Pham and. Austin Meadows that's you know and Blake Snell's been hurt he hasn't even been in the picture recently so that how they're doing it is uh, is kind and of they're going to split half their games next year if they Montreal. do that that's crazy if they there's do that there's a chance they split half their games in yeah, Montreal I, I don't know and this is a wild card team <laughs> in, it doesn't make any sense to me but um, yeah I'm going Tampa Bay and Cleveland for that Boston's kind of out of it. They've been they've been playing well, but I'm not really looking at them as a as a wild card team right now. So, for the NL, I wish I could say the Mets, but 
Yeah, they've Washington's got, leading by four games right now. Yeah, they just want to... We actually had the Mets game on as we were sitting here, and the Mets beat them up pretty good today, so... I don't know if that's reflected in these uh, standings right now. I don't think it is, but the the Mets are three and a half back. And they're probably the last team that's really competing for a spot. Yeah, San Francisco's fallen off, so they've got a, they've got a bunch of teams they have to jump, but is it possible? Yeah. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Uh, I think it's going to stay right where it is, Washington and Chicago. Chicago's still in the in the mix for the division. The Cardinals have kind of taken off over the past couple weeks, but Washington, and so for all you Chicago Cubs fans uh, that might be listening, you know, you guys have a have a outside chance to win the division right now, and that wild card spot, I think, I think is it's not safe, but you, you're starting to pull away a little bit. The closest team is two and a half, so. Um, a little bit of ground to make I'll up. probably agree with you there. I don't see anyone, unless Philly catches fire, but uh, they've, they've, they've been, been up and down. They've been such a year. disappointment. And talking to some of our, our, our Mets uh, fans, friends, the other day, um, they uh, one of them said that Bryce Harper was the best thing that ever happened to the Mets because <laughs> they didn't si- spend that money to sign him. And he's been a dis... I know he's got 30 home runs or whatever it is, but... He's really not made the impact that they mm-hmm. thought he was going to make. And, you know, we can get into that at another time. I just wanted to get your picks on that because we said that we would uh, would mention that real quick. But um, so this is this is kind of how we're going to go about doing it. I mean, we're going to, as far as for football season, because like Austin mentioned, football is king. This is what we're going to spend the bulk of our time on. And as things happen in the sports landscape, we're going to we're going to mention that stuff as well. And. As the baseball playoffs, the race starts heating up. If it, you know, it's already heated up, but as we get closer to October, uh, we'll spend more time on that. But um, this is this is how we're gonna do it, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna do our best to put out a good product, do a lot of research, and make sure that we give you the best information possible to where you feel we comfortable. We help you putting, win, yeah, some money. Because that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I don't know about you, but it always makes it more interesting for me to put money on a game put a couple bucks on a game and and but you need to have the right information Mm -hmm. in order to do it otherwise you might as well just throw the money in the trash so um that's what we're doing now um this podcast is going to be released on podbean uh it's a it's a podcast app takes two seconds to download it's free and you can can look up uh, us on, on um, Podbean as well as iTunes. It's going to be sent out on iTunes. So make sure you subscribe to those. Like and subscribe. Give us a rating, what you feel we deserve. Yeah, and let us know what you think of our picks. You know, we're linked up with the link. And you can either check out their Twitter page at Link Sports or even swing by ours at Square the Sharp. You have to take a look at the website, it's got a lot of great content, it's all free. And a lot of people have put some time and effort into making sure that the readers can have the best information possible to make educated bets. We hope you enjoyed it. And here's to squaring up the sharps.